0: Welcome to Pop Culture Retro, which was recently voted the 15th best podcast by the residents of the Golden Years Retirement Community in Boca Raton, Florida. Each show will revisit some of your favorite pop culture memories with insider and outsider perspectives. Now, please help me welcome your hosts, Ike Eisenman and Jonathan Rosen.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Rosen, along with the man whom I'm contractually obligated to avert my eyes in his presence, Ike Eisenman. <laughs> Ike, how are you today?
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I just figured I might turn off my camera so that, um, you know, we <laughs> yes. wouldn't have to deal with You're it. Not gaze uh, upon me. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. Gosh. No, I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good. We're, well, today, we're going to do our a Halloween themed episode, which is we yes. discussed our scary moments, the movies that scared us, and it, it's odd to do it with you because you told me basically before a couple of times that you really don't get scared at all in, in horror movies because you just know it from behind the scenes and how everything works, and it takes a lot to really scare you. I, you know, I think so.
0: I, I that that's the excuse I'm going to give. Part of me is just that it's just that okay. I'm going to say it. Scary movies are just kind of dumb to me. So you can't scare me with dumb. You got to scare me with smart. And there are I will have my moments that we that 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 I that I will definitely share. But yeah, you know, knowing the behind the scenes stuff and how things are done, it makes it it makes it kind of hard when you're watching it to really get that um, to get that thrill. And obviously, that kind of scary.
1: sucks for me that to, to to hear that. That, that well, you know, it sucks for me because I don't get to enjoy it.
0: <laughs> See, that's the that's the thing. I mean, I I, uh, I you know once I retired from the business and and decided, you know, I'm living the life life of a quote unquote civilian now, who's going to just sit back and watch movies and and entertainment and just for for pure entertainment sake. And and I I can't. I still can't. Um, You know, and the thing is, scary movies is probably, you know, horror, horror, scary, whatever you want to call it, is probably the 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 biggest genre out there. When you think about the sheer number of films, I mean, going back so so way back, you know, science science fiction is big. I mean, but in terms of everything else, it, it just seems like there's so many more, and so people eat it up. There's something there's something about it. And that was giving my first question to you. What is it about scary movies that you like, or what is it that it does for you as an audience member?
1: Well, here, here's the funny thing, and I think I've mentioned this before. To, I write scary stories. You know, okay, I, I I love the genre. I love like thing. I love Halloween. I love everything about Halloween. <laughs> I am not a big horror movie guy. I really am not. I oh. do. I but, I like funny horror movies I love funny horror movies I don't you know um I love that combination of humor mixed in with with scare because I think they go naturally together I really I really find that it's you know they lend each other lend to each other very well um because you could poke fun at the scare and still get the scare at the same time so I do I do love that aspect I'm not a slasher film person whatsoever. I, I hate just gore for the for gore's sake. Um but I, I do like anticipating the scare and then getting it at some point when you don't realize it, I guess. <laughs> you know.
0: Well that I mean that's the you know that's the challenging part of it in, in in my mind is is yeah the scare is supposed to be unexpected. And it seems like horror films they're you're in you know I don't know you're you're already you're, you're set up for it and I'm not you know the slasher stuff now I have no interest I mean I haven't seen any of them um like so, Texas Chainsaw
1: Massacre and stuff like that. I, I hate those films
0: yeah yeah I mean and in in a way like my, my kind of my I wouldn't say my yeah my first experience going to the movies and seeing a quote-unquote horror film was Friday the 13th mm, and okay. you know that's really kind of a slasher movie at the same time, you know there's gruesome deaths involved, and 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 all of that, and and it all just looked, again, it was, I laughed at it because it just looked dumb to me, and <laughs> it was terrible dialogue. The actors did the best they could, and at the end of it, I, I just thought, I just thought, wow, I can't believe anybody is, you know, wants to see this, and yet it's turned into a huge franchise because people do so. I don't get that um, aspect of it at all, but I do, be, I do want to be scared. I want to be taken down a road and then startled in a way. And, and the, the two, just to rattle them off right now, the two biggest moments in film that actually did that to me, where I screamed out loud in a movie theater, much to my embarrassment, um, the first one was in Jaws, and yeah, um, you know Jaws is I, you know I don't know how it qualifies in all this, but Jaws, I think Jaws is are. Yeah, I think it. I think it. I think it qualifies as that for sure. Um, and you, you know at the at the moment where the um, Richard Dreyfus is underwater examining the boat that's that that you know someone is missing from. And there's a hole in the hull, and then when that head bobs out. I just, I just, I screamed like a girl. I swear it was, it was hilarious. And then I started laughing and I thought, oh my God, this is what it's all about. Cause you get that adrenaline rush, which is a big deal. But to get set up for that and then have it pay off is, is, um, that's a very difficult thing to do, I think. Uh, and the other, the other moment where I did the same thing and it was just more like a visual scare for me was in Jurassic Park. So it's two Steven Spielberg films, right? <laughs> In Jurassic Park, when the velociraptors are chasing the kids and they're in the restaurant or the restaurant kitchen and they're climbing up into the ceiling and that velociraptor leaps up to try to catch, you know, grab, you know, grab the girl by the legs before she can get away, just absolutely <laughs> terrified me. And I, and I thought, God, this was really, really, really well done. Um, but the thing about those moments is once they're over, you can't revisit them because you know they're coming. So that's the other part of this that I'm not quite sure I get in terms of people watching and rewatching these movies, because I think they're kind of, they're like, once you see them, uh, once I see them, I'm done. And it's not true for obviously many people. I'm in a huge minority here. Um, So that often fascinates me because of course no I don't scream anymore at the moment in Jaws or Jurassic Park um, but but that that type of thing and there are other moments there's another moment I'll talk about later after you, you start to weigh in about this but <laughs> I you know for me I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, and say what I mean my absolute favorite horror film is is The Exorcist because I find it to be a smart horror film. The, you know the premise is ludicrous. And yet what if a, a child was actually possessed by the devil? what, what would happen? And when you pl- when you play that out in the most realistic way possible, really do the research, really try to try to take your characters through this incredibly bizarre uh, situation that that is happening but no one believes or, or you're not sure what to believe. I, I was just I was floored. By that movie, and it will always rank, um, you know, near the top for me in in terms of that because it was just like, it was like the constant, it was like the the constant pressure of the build of this because it really wasn't a um, jump in your face scary kind of movie. It was just the whole idea was just so terrifying to watch play out through these gifted actors because it, you know, that's the same thing for me. Those these moments, your actors have to be good enough to
1: make you think that make it's you think,
0: yeah make you right. think it's happening and that by and large doesn't happen in most of these movies yeah
1: so you're criticizing the actors too
0: oh 100 <laughs> percent. i mean and the directors um you know they they've it, it's it's a combination of 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 everything and a lot of times it just doesn't doesn't work and leaves me flat
1: well, I said, going back to what I was saying before, like I said, I do love the the funny the horror movies. Those are the ones that I tend to go to, like, you know, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, which we mentioned, Fright Night, even like Lost Boys, a lot of humor in it, too. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, a very scary. But the ones you mentioned, like Jaws, Jurassic Park, Alien, those are horror movies, too. Even though they, yeah. hate, they go to other genres, they're still, yeah. they still have the horror tropes. They still have the horror yeah. theme running through them uh yeah jaws did scare me i remember as a lot a lot as a kid jaws scared me um jurassic park i i love that scene that, that you mentioned too the <laughs> one the I'll, i'm going to say the one that still sticks with me to this day and it's because i saw it as a kid and i hate i hate clowns <laughs> probably because of it is is poltergeist and oh, that, yeah. that scene, that scene with the the clown doll getting up, scared the hell out of me. And I still, I think I hate clowns because of that one scene. And I'm going to just add a little <laughs> story to this, too. I, and I, my 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 daughter watched it, and she nothing nothing at all. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I you how much this scared me as a kid. And like, she said, "This scared you." But <laughs> anyway, I we had a like. A paper mache clown hanging in our house and before the movie a thing from mexico was hanging in our house and no matter what you did it you turned it you twisted the rope it was just like you know hanging thing it kept turning back into the house no matter how you adjusted it (laughs) and it kept turning back and we tried every little thing and no matter what we did we tried different ways of hanging it turned the rope a different way and it kept turning back into the house and that was before the movie. After the movie, I had to take that thing down because I could not take it. I oh, take no. City. I mean,
0: okay, that's just creepy to begin with. That's just flat out, flat out creepy to begin with. So yeah, you, you you were definitely set up for that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it bothered me so much. And like I said, to this day, I still hate clowns. And I still hate those little toy clowns. And I, whenever my the same Maya my daughter whenever she gets angry you now she said she's going to get me a clown for my birthday whenever she gets angry for something that I've done to her oh god I love, I love that I love that so I still but that that's probably the moment that sticks out the most for me from childhood you know from when I was younger at least seeing that movie Poltergeist still scared the crap out of me and I still that scene still gets to me <laughs> even though I know it's coming
0: yeah yeah Um, And I enjoyed that film a lot. I really did. I haven't seen it in a long time, Um, but I can't remember really feeling like I was, that I, that I got scared again. It's, you know, it's, it's, I, I I just, yeah, I didn't really get that from it, but I, but I did enjoy it. I found it fascinating. Um, And, uh, and, you know, just to to bring up, you talk about funny horror films. I think American Werewolf in London kind of falls into that category as well and i really liked that i really liked that a lot um so yeah i think that slam it didn't scare um,
1: you right it didn't scare you at all oh no no
0: no 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 no, it didn't scare me um but uh you know to go to go to what i would consider my number one and the and the movie i i only watch once a year and i watch it every halloween uh, now and thank goodness Tia likes it as well is The Shining and I think that's got to be my <laughs> my favorite uh, absolutely my favorite horror film because again it's it's just something obviously the filmmaking is is exemplary and and and, and it's funny because the first time I saw that movie I didn't really quite get it I I wasn't sure that I liked it or cared for it and it was very anticipated by me because it was a new Stanley Kubrick film that came out but Mm -hmm. subsequently watch watching it's one it's one of the few movies where like the more I watch it the more I appreciate it every single time and in that film the moment that I just thought was I you know and this is of course just me personally but but the most frightening terror horrifying moment in any movie for me is when Jack Torrance, you know, kills, uh, you know, Nicholson yeah, kills know. Scatman Crothers with, with the ax, because you talk about a buildup, you know, his whole character, Scatman's character all the time, cutting it back and forth from him, trying to make his way to the, to the resort, you know, to check on the family and walking through the building and, and you know, that, that glimmer of hope that he's going to be their, their salvation <laughs> is just, is just
1: and, and, great and, actor and too it's, yeah, and it's just too.
0: just the the length of the shot before jack nicholson comes out with the axe it's like you i don't even know how he figured out the timing of that because it's just to me it's flawless it's flawless because even now when i see that moment and i know it's coming i can't always tell exactly <laughs> when it's coming and when he comes screaming out with that <clears> axe <throat> i just go oh my god oh my god so you know, that's uh, those are the kind of moments for me. But um, See, that
1: shining is on my list too. I'm just, but it's, I'm, but yeah, it, it's not yeah. that scene, it's the one that scares me the, the most is always the through the maze, the hedge, the hedge maze, because I'm, I'm scared for the kid. I'm oh, yeah. Scared.
0: Oh, yeah. And what's so, to me, what's so perfect about that is, is the child is smart enough to figure out how to outwit dad. And right. you know, by backing himself out w- with his footprints because he he's leaving it leaving a trail. And um, I don't remember if that's even in the book, because we've talked about this before. I, right. I I I'm so blooded by the movie that, that the book <laughs> the book just fell completely flat. Not completely flat. Stephen King's a brilliant writer, and I love I loved reading the story, but I didn't feel the horror of the story like I feel the horror of the movie. And um,
1: I, I feel the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah, that's he hates yeah, the that's, movie. It's
1: just so funny.
0: It's so oh funny. no, I know how much he hates it. And I I don't blame him. I don't blame him because because yet yet again, a powerful filmmaker it took someone's work and said, I know I think I know how to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, whether or not he like actually likes the movie, he's gotta hate Kubrick and his legacy you know just like what did you this is my book what did you do i mean it's that's the horror that's where the horror really lives is the fact that stanley just said once he and he's he's able to do that good god he's able to do that and i'm gonna you know qualify clockwork orange as another horror film because in a way it really really is and and that's the thing about it's a
1: disturbing movie to me oh, hard. but yeah
0: oh gosh yes have you read the book I've not read the book.
1: Never read the oh, book. Oh,
0: I highly recommend it. It is amazing to read. It's so and and Kubrick followed the book exactly. I mean exactly. So he takes one book that he follows almost verbatim and then he's got this other huge book that he takes and then decides he's going to make his own story, you know, out of it. <laughs> but that's what he does. And you know, the other thing about Clockwork Orange that to me is horrifying and I cannot, I hum, I hum the song, sing it in my head all the time. And then when I go to watch singing in the rain, uh, the, the actual movie, I can not not see that horrific scene.
1: And the brilliance of,
0: of contrasting such a, such a lovely classic, classic
1: yeah. <laughs> song
0: with this ultraviolence that's what you know, the act the the moment was one thing but to underscore it with that song and it's you, you can't and i thought i thought why did why did they allow him to the rights to do that and i think they even play the original version over the end credits of the film i haven't seen clockwork orange in in, in quite a while tried to share I it can't with my wife see it again it's another one and,
1: that i can't go see again <laughs> well, no i much. had
0: i had of you know, next to 2001, yes, I've watched Clockwork Orange a lot, and um, and, I, and I and I I think I've told this story already, but I'm going to repeat it just for for grins because <laughs> I didn't work directly with, but worked you know was on set with Malcolm McDowell on um, on Cross Creek when he was married to Mary Steenburgen, and uh, he agreed to play a small part in the film, you know, because he was going to be there with the kids anyway, which was really lovely. It was lovely to see. But I've never been more uncomfortable or 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 starstruck than when I met him. I, I literally flubbed like blubbered and and because I had watched I'd watched this maniacal character so many times, and every time I saw Malcolm McDowell in something, is like you can't take that 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 maniac you know out of out of Malcolm because he, he he brought that to it, and then actually meeting him. And then hearing him, I swear to God, I swear to God, my most surreal moment was having brunch with Mary and Malcolm and their kids and and a couple other members of the cast. It was a just a Sunday brunch she hosted it at the house she was staying at, and their daughter, I think Lily or Lilith, I'm not sure, it might be Lily, um, their daughter, one of their children she was very young at the time like like a toddler and it was Easter Sunday that's what it was was Easter Sunday because there were there were they had hid hidden hard-boiled eggs around the living room for the children to go find and then all of a sudden and Malcolm is sitting on the floor and watching and laughing and he's got those crazy eyes and she picked up one of the eggs and crushed it on the ground and I I kid you not, Malcolm said, that's it. Take those eggy weggs and smash them. And eggy <laughs> Weggs is straight dialogue out of Clockwork Orange. And I just went and I'd already had a couple of mimosas. So my head, I was like swimming anyway. <laughs> so when he did that, I just said, I got to get out of here. I can't handle this. I can't handle this. So again, it's like the performers, obviously the, fil- the filmmakers' talent's important, but the performers carrying all the, the horror of it is so, is so important to me. For sure. So,
1: <laughs> I that's a, I don't know if that, I didn't I didn't put it on my list. I do find it is a horror esque movie. I don't know if class fully horror, but I do find it horror esque. But yeah. like you said, I I can't watch that movie again. I I saw that movie. Uh, I actually saw that movie. I believe in film class uh, in college, and it bothered me so much. Yes, I have not revisited. Yes, it at all. Um. yeah but it's, I, that's why I didn't put it on my list because I, I didn't think about it along, along those lines as horror but yeah I would agree with you that it is in that can fall in there mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know one of my top moments that's scaring is another movie that I've only seen once and not because it bothered me disturbed me it's just because I can't watch it and we have discussed this too from the Blair Witch Project God. and I hated that movie I hate, I thought it was very well done but it got me so dizzy and so nauseous watching it and I told you even when I saw your parody the you know escape escape to what, the, which the Blair, mountain, the Blair Blair witch mountain the witch mountain project witch yes. mountain one that's it was like 10 minute movie your thing or yes. something like that and I got so dizzy watching that <laughs> I could, and it was like I, I could not take it. I can't take these movies. But, well,
0: yeah, I, and, and 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 you know that's that was the thing about it. A lot of people did um, when Blair Witch came out. They 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 um, they had to leave the theater because it was just nauseating to watch that yes. shake that shaky camera, especially stayed, on a big screen. Yeah,
1: I, but I stayed. I the very end scene when you know, like she's tracking. That terrified me. That little, the person leaning against the wall, it, it just, that really got to me. And I was older already. It still yeah. scared me. And by the way, I just want you to, know, I did reach out to Heather Donahue to appear on our show. She doesn't go by Heather Donahue. She's the woman from Language Project. Yes, uh-huh. she doesn't go by that name anymore she wrote me back she was very friendly she does not do Blair Witch interviews anymore she's like totally left the business and she won't talk about Blair Witch so yeah I was very very disappointed in that but uh well, it, was such, a, it was
0: such a phenomenon you know and I, I I can understand I can understand that uh for her um because yeah you know those those performers I mean part part of you know part of what the the um the design of the film was that they be as unknown as possible. So they, so right. it, you thought it was actual real people making a real documentary. And I, 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 like Blair Witch. I'm glad you brought it up. I, 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 you know, I, I didn't actually make a list. I was just scanning through my head stuff, you know, especially regarding moments, but, um, but yeah, that, that was a very well done disturbing film with a great, a great concept and you know it all came all came together you know the idea that it was a su- such a low budget independent project and it made it just it was so successful was I thought you know that's the holy grail for every independent filmmaker that's that's trying to uh you know make a mark for themselves so I thought yeah I I, I enjoyed it I thought it was super creepy I liked the way it ended it, it was just it just ended so flat and left you just wondering okay what in the hell is going on and that's a great, that's a, that's an awesome thing. And I think it's funny because now I want to talk about a movie that I had never seen before until my flight home. And I'm going to out myself here from Paris uh, this last week, <laughs> I had 10 and a half hours on the plane and finally decided I was going to watch movies. Cause I usually read on the airplane. And I thought, okay, we have this show coming up that we're going to record today. I need to watch a horror movie. And luckily there were plenty of titles to choose from so for the very first time in my life i watched nightmare on elm street
1: are you serious is the first time you've ever watched it really
0: you gave me exactly the reaction i was hoping for Well, see, I, I don't, don't watch these movies. movies. <laughs> Once I saw Friday the Thirteenth, I said, "No, I'm done. You're not gonna, you're not gonna make a movie that that's going to impress me in any way." If this is, if this is what they're offering, so when these movies started to come out, I just said, "No, no, no, I'm not gonna go." So, no, it was the first time I've seen it, and um, I have to say, I didn't hate it, and I found that really interesting because I kept trying to figure out what was going on, what's going on, what's going on. What's going on. And then when they sort of resolved it at the end, but then didn't, I thought, <laughs> oh god, that's a cheap shot. That's kind of a cheap shot. But I guess that left it open for you know the for the, the sequel the, the sequ- yeah, the sequ- <laughs> sequel opportunities. So here I am, you know, being feeling somewhat meh about the one of the grandmasters of horror, Wes Craven, and and just kind of saying, Yeah. I mean, I would have felt exactly the same way about it when it first came out as I as I do now, because that's just where my 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 entertainment um, enjoyability cone of silence comes into play. Um, But there were some very disturbing, frightening moments in it that I thought were fantastic. Um, When the boyfriends, you know, locked in the bedroom with the with i don't know i don't know any of the actress name except Johnny johnny depp which i was fascinated to find out that was his first first film his first piece of work ever it was hardly recognizable um it was very interesting but when she's thrashing in the bed and is pulled up and thrown around the room and then and then you know slashed from you know from from the invisible claws etc i thought wow that was really well done and very effective and um and so I ended up really liking the concept because, you know, for those of us who have very um, vivid dreams, let alone um, extremely detailed nightmares <laughs> when they occurred, the idea was the, the concept was, I thought, fantastic and made a lot of sense. and was a great excuse. It was, it was like, how many times can you come up with an excuse to have, you know, violent horror and... You know, a crazed, you know, um, like monster villain that exists, but doesn't exist, but does he exist? Where does he exist? And then and then try to have, have all this taking place in someone's head was, you know, I thought a really great idea. And it's a good excuse. It's like, I feel like with horror, you need a good excuse not a great premise a good excuse to have all the shenanigans happen that happen and i don't know if that makes any sense or not but that's just my
1: well my that, take. that's one of the things i always think of that line because it's always like that's the i kind of don't fall asleep you yeah know, that's the, but I, whereas I, and nightmare on elm street is really it's a slasher film like the others but yeah i do like yeah. that one because, and I like it much more than the Friday the Thirteenth series or the Halloween series. I, I know people are going to think that's blasphemous, but but I do just because I love the Freddy Krueger character, mm-hmm. and because he's funny at the same time as he's killing you. <laughs> and a lot of it, yeah. So I do. No, you're I right. Do. You're
0: absolutely right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I like. I enjoy that. I do enjoy that that aspect of it. And uh, I've, I've watched just about not every sequel, but I've watched every you know most of them and uh it's fun it's a fun movie and you know you don't go on facebook ever i'm giving that away here but that, <laughs> that's even that's even my cover photo for this week i do like a different horror theme cover photo on facebook every week in october and this week was nightmare on elm street with the Freddy oh, Kruger, I... <laughs> <Kruger character. laughs> fantastic
0: well that made it fun see it's like this is why i love doing the show with you is because we, we come up with these you know uh, Ch- not challenges but homework that has to be done for for some for <laughs> some of our our podcasts and and thankfully I was smart enough on the on the airplane to say yeah look here's Nightmare in Elm Street it kept flicking past us. I said just watch <laughs> it just go ahead and watch it and the more hilarious thing is that yeah don't go to sleep don't go to sleep I fell asleep at a of certain course. point in it swear to god <laughs> I nodded right off my head bobbed it's a long trip. Popped, popped back right. up, and so I backed it up to make sure I caught what whatever I had missed. It wasn't very much. I I just nodded off, but it's but it but that's the uh, delicious irony of of well, Ike Eisenman. That's
1: funny. <laughs> but when I when I'm on planes, I actually just put on movies that I've seen many many times. So if I fall asleep, you know, it's just to entertain me, and if I fall asleep, I'm okay. you. <laughs> uh,
0: gotcha, gotcha, yeah.
1: And, and then yeah, I, I have. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I was gonna say I try to watch things I haven't seen or may have wanted to see or, or whatever, because on an airplane is, is usually the only time I have where I have my own. I have, you know, I can do this in my normal life. But I usually prefer to share my entertainment with my wife and not sit on my computer and watch a movie without but, her or something like that it's just like not anything i terribly enjoy doing so
1: even though even I, though she walks out after 10 minutes because she doesn't like the movies
0: oh she doesn't walk <laughs> out just the phone comes up and she's on facebook
1: <laughs> you know she's
0: just on she's just she starts doing this flipping her thumb up and down her phone and i said oh I've, I've lost her i've lost her and there's something you know i think this is this is now you know i'm I'm now going to make an admission because I never really liked going to movie theaters because I was just, I was a spo- spoiled, you know, a spoiled entertainment goer. Um, I'll try to make this a short story, but when you're in the entertainment industry in Los Angeles, and, and I'm sure it's true of New York as well, um, you know, Screen Actors Guild, uh, the Directors Guild, uh, and, and even when I was a member of the, um, of the Academy, uh, you know, there, there, Directors Guild of, of America has its pri- uh, has a private theater that's only for um, Hollywood screenings. Uh, not, and it's not like they're, it's not red carpet events. It's just where those of us inside the industry that have access to it get to go and watch movies with other industry people. We're not watching them with, um, you know, anyone who can buy a ticket. And the lovely thing about seeing movies that way is that there are, there's no snacks. You can't get drinks. You can't bring anything in. There's no refreshment. No one's crockling paper bags and chomping and slurping on sodas and, um, and chatting back and forth. People don't talk. It's perfectly quiet. They laugh if it's funny, you know, they react to the movie, (laughs) but it's like, it's, it's like getting the, a, a very bizarre, um, antiseptic version of an audience when you're watching a movie but that tends to spoil you when you go and you watch a f- watch movies with the general public because then you're dealing with the boyfriend and the girlfriend whispering to each other or two guys talking or commenting about the movie or saying oh my god is he gonna go in? he better not go in there she better not do that and and everyone's chewing on stuff and, and I would just look around and go, good God, are you here to see a movie or here to eat eat first or eat after so anyway <laughs> right. I sort of felt I was losing the audience experience because I started especially when home video came out I said, oh my goodness I can watch everything at home I kind of stopped going to first run movies waiting for them to come out on which now I do I don't I, I haven't been to a theater in, in easily... 17 years at least something like that something crazy
1: well Um, except to see your film
0: yeah except to see mine that that's true (laughs) well it wasn't mine it was somebody else's i just happened (laughs) to be happened to be in it in fairness (laughs) yes but that's probably the only time i've i've been really been in a theater to watch and you know to watch anything um that i wasn't familiar with but anyway i used to say i don't get why do people like why do people go to movies and take a friend go with friends why what what's the point of this you're sitting there watching this for your your entertainment value why do you have to have to this shared experience with other people I never understood it because you're not you know it's like it's' you're, you're just in your own head well then leading up to my point about my wife the second she checks out of a movie I think well I'm just sitting here watching it by myself now this is no fun <laughs> so all of a sudden now I have to admit, that this horrible judgment I've laid upon all you moviegoers out there that want to <laughs> go with friends, Um, that if with my friend isn't interested in the movie, I just say no, you Never know what I'm not going to watch it. I'm not you. I'm not, <laughs> not anymore. I'll uh, watch it later or I, um or not at all.
1: <laughs> I was about to say no to self. I cannot go to the movies now with Ike Eisenman because I love going to the I love the experience of going to my my, my kids are yeah. perfectly content to watch here in the house I think the shared experience is what makes a movie it's what yeah. makes everything fun in the movie and we have you know we have like the food The I, and I love getting the food to me that's part of the fun it's getting getting popcorn or getting pretzel bites while I'm watching a movie, and I I enjoy that aspect of it too. And I love hearing like the simultaneous gasps from like 200 people or whatever it is. And when I went to see Spider Man, the, the most recent Spider Man, like everyone burst into cheers and applause at the same time. That's what makes going to the movies so much fun for me is that shared crowd experience, (laughs) which you, which you don't like for the most part.
0: (laughs) Well, it's I, and I understand. I really do. Cause I have been, look, you know, there there are many movies in the business. Well, maybe, maybe it's that, maybe it's not, maybe I'm just eccentric. You know, I think, I think part (laughs) of it is that I'm just eccentric because the thing is, is I don't need to hear other people laugh to know if something's funny or not it's funny to me or it's not funny to me and right. um and and I, I I you know I've never cheered in a movie when something happened you know that you know when I don't clap I don't do that either with so many people yeah do but I do understand the energy of it there's something about the energy of having so many people there and you know the truth be told Every single filmmaker, no matter how good they are, never knows if they've got a decent film until it is in front right. of an audience. And you have to sit there and listen to the audience reaction because you know you've got 200 people or 400, you know, 200, 300 people in a room watching something. You can tell whether or not it's effective by the group reaction. If only a few people are reacting in certain moments, I mean, many movies have been, this is done all the time. They're tested before they, before they're the, the final. The final form of the film is is released. They'll, they'll put it in front of a test audience, and they you do a survey afterwards. And the filmmakers and producers stand in the back and watch the crowd's reaction, and they take notes of the moments. And if they're not working and something, they recut the film, and it's a mad dash scramble at the end um, before their release date when they're when they're trying to do all these you know make all these changes to hopefully make it a better film for the audience. But then at the same time, all these films do this and they come out and they're still bad is the, is the thing that, that baffles me the most, but I'll tell you, I, I have to, I don't know if I have shared this story with you before, but my, my absolute worst audience experience ever. And this is what broke me finally was watching the movie, uh, the film independence day. When it first came <laughs> out, I met the, you know, at the at Gromans Chinese theater and fantastic theater, massive screen, incredible sound system. And I was I was so excited to see this movie. And I did, uh, yes, I went with friends because I went with friends too. I, never, I rarely went to the movies uh, by myself. So I was still guilty of, of, of that. But two guys sat down to my left. One of them sat and he had a big paper bag in his lap, this big paper bag, and he just held it. He didn't touch it. He didn't do anything with it um all through the previews right and then all of a sudden the movie starts and he reaches into the bag and he pulls out a snapple that he sets down on the floor in front of him he pulls out a second snapple and goes you know with uh with the lid glug 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 sets it down with a thunk on the floor and then proceeds and i kid you not this is no exaggeration reaches down to the bag and I hear. (laughs) pulls out a jolly rancher candy with the cellophane puts it in his mouth goes while he chews it and before he even finishes that one he goes pulls out the next one unwraps it and chews it he ate jolly ranchers through that entire movie And I was nudging my friends and saying, can you hear this guy? And they were just one seat over. And of course, with the loud soundtrack, they couldn't. But the soundtrack could not blast out this guy from chewing in my ear. And he did it for the whole movie. And then at the end of the movie, lights come on, we get up to leave. And I look and the guy left all of his trash on the floor. It was just a mound of cellophane wrappers, the paper bag and two empty Snapple bottles. And I just thought, man you can't even throw your stuff out you 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 you, you know you just you, you, you and i thought man that's a that's a weird fetish to just be crunching away on hard candy through an entire movie but he had enough he'd figured out how much candy to take so he could eat through the whole thing and i just thought i'm done just i'm kind of i'm kind of done
1: <laughs> <laughs> i and if you enjoyed Ike's sound effects, please go see the Pop Culture Retro ADR episode. <laughs> <laughs> but see,
0: now I'm talking about other things, and we're supposed to be talking about scary movies, right? right.
1: Well, dig- I was looking digressed
0: yes. completely. We
1: digress, but it's okay. It's a fascinating look. <laughs> but again, I, I do enjoy that experience. I will, I will get the popcorn. I will get either pizza or pretzel bites at <laughs> there, and I will yeah. make that noise. But I I'm okay it's going to the theater experience and, sure. and by the way as I gotten older I don't even need people I I go I go to the movies more alone now than i ever did in my life just because if no one wants to go i'm not depriving myself of going to the movies i'm still gonna go exactly because i don't you care gotta, yeah yes. of course yes. of course before i yeah. said oh i can't go alone I have, I have to go with a friend i can't be seen alone in a movie theater but now i don't care <laughs> it's i'm gonna go see the movie yeah so,
0: no definitely but,
1: yeah uh there were the two the two you had you spoke about we spoke about alien you had the 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 similar ones alien and the thing which had both had the chest thing <laughs> pop up you know yeah. the uh the, the the little creature in the chest i expected them both and they still got to me <laughs> when they <laughs> happened on both, both
0: movies no that was alien was was horrifying when i to me when 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 that moment happened i was not expecting it um i don't think i knew it was coming um and of course, that was highly anticipated movie for me because I'm, um, you know, a, a big, big, uh, massive Ridley Scott fan, and so I was really looking forward to it. And I thought, I thought that was, yeah, that was that. That's a great moment. It's like if you're going to list list moments, that has to be in the in uh, on the Mount Rushmore, <laughs> as you like to say.
1: Well, which I, I
0: you've seen the thing, I assume, right? i've seen the thing but it's been a very 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 long time um i've seen it a couple times but it was like i said a a long time ago so you know i know what the story is but i don't remember a lot of the details of it
1: i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to get lots of comments on this one i actually like the thing more than alien (laughs) i do i I think hey i find it a scarier movie
0: well it, yeah it in it, a lot of ways it is um because because if i have this right you know this is a metamorphosizing uh creature and you don't know where it's going to come from at any given moment where alien is just it's you know it's a single creature and when it becomes what it is it's you know xenomorph form or whatever they like to call oh, it i love alien um,
1: i still love it but i, you I know, think but i mean that's like it's thing. like
0: being pursued like a you know like like being chased after by a lion it's it's the same creature and it's moved around in in um thing which is again why i like the hidden so much as this is a science fiction film not horror but right. but because the alien in that would would move from human to human they didn't know what they were tracking and i i thought i think that concept is is really interesting and 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 quite powerful um so yeah but no i mean hey look that's what it's all that's what it's all about. It's like we all we all love different things for different reasons, you know.
1: Well, I I I did put down one moment that does scare that did scare me, and it's a ludicrous thing. And I, I find some of these stupid movies, it's not even stupid because I enjoy the movie. It's like <laughs> these less lesser known movies that have little moments in it that do scare me. You you see the movie signs, um oh yeah. The, that 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 had a scene and it's it's ludicrous in thing that you know the aliens come to a planet with water and they can't they could can be killed by water but still yeah. but the first time we see that alien i jumped i remember jumping in the in the uh and you know when he's looking out the window and sees the alien walk by <clears throat> i did jump in the, in the seat during that theater in the theater yeah event.
0: no it I I, I I yeah the that that aspect of the premise of course that always bothers me when something's weak like that. But I I just thought it was, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that that was, that was freaky because I didn't really realize that it was an alien movie. I saw it. I saw, you know, they did, they did such a good job with the marketing of that film without showing any of the act, what was actually going on. And not giving anything away they spoiled nothing in the marketing so when you saw the movie all of a sudden it it, it didn't become something else because it was set up in a certain way but i just didn't expect it to actually be aliens i expected it to be something something else because of of m night's kind of interesting inside out storytelling and, and in his his, his his you know just where he goes with things i didn't think he was actually going to have aliens from another planet terrorizing uh, this this town or this family or this this or, or or the world and so I was quite excited and enjoyed that aspect of it. So yeah, when I first saw it, I went, "Holy crap! This this is there. This is real in within the movie." So yeah, I enjoyed that one a lot. And wouldn't have I had been the same reaction. Was like, I wasn't
1: sure exactly if it was going to be or not. I thought I was wondering yeah. if part of it was just in their heads. And then when it came out, that did uh, that did get to me. I did have a jump there, yeah. <clears throat> and. I'll say, uh, you know, another one that did make me squeamish and get scared and jump, and it's far less than in the book, another Stephen King one is Misery.
0: And oh, yeah.
1: That, oh. that one scene with the leg, oh, I, yeah. I jumped, and you see it coming, and you say, no, please don't, please don't. <laughs> and, and the book oh, is God. far worse, far, far worse i, I
0: def, def that's that i definitely do not want to read that book there's 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 no way <laughs> but again you yeah. got kathy bates and she's smiling through the whole thing right and she's she's doing what this loving this this insane loving attention and so to me that's what escalates it it escalates it to that other whole other level of horror and yeah, oh, she was yeah. great
1: she was fantastic yeah. in that movie yeah yeah but I, that, did you read the book in that one
0: Oh no, 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 I won't. No, now that you said that, I definitely won't. No, thank you. Far
1: worse. Far oh, worse. Wow. Than-
0: wow.
1: Yes. <laughs> and that scene still got to me. They wouldn't they wouldn't do it in the movie, but far worse. I'll just leave that, leave it at that for you. Okay. So all well, that being said, are, are there any other scenes that really like stand out to you? Uh I you know, I was trying trying to
0: think. I think I, I pretty much covered <clears throat> cover them because like I said, there's so many of these films I haven't seen. So I don't have this collective conscience, uh, conscious of, of elements like that, other than the ones that that you know that that I've shared today. So I'm, yeah, nothing else is really quite popping up.
1: Are you a big Halloween person in general, or no? Not big. Um, I enjoy
0: it. I love it. I love it because in our, our um, adopted hometown here, it's it's quite an event every year. We get a lot of people from out of town who come in because so many people decorate. And it's lovely to see, I enjoy, I, I definitely enjoy the time of year, because, you know, this is the beginning of the holidays, basically, and, and, you know, people have already decorated, started decorating now and, and, and I love to see, uh I love to see all of that. It's, 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 it's great fun.
1: That's, that's one thing. I mean, I love spooky things. I love, I tell you, I love writing it. I love Halloween. I never got to celebrate much as a kid, but I do love Halloween now. So I'm enjoying it much more now. <laughs> as an adult because my mother didn't you know believe in it so we didn't we we uh, only did like maybe uh-huh. two or three times in uh growing up <clears throat> but i do love i love the atmosphere and it's exactly what you said halloween is you're barreling toward the end of the year and all the holiday time and all festive so it's all goes together so yeah, yeah that does make me think of that as well and i know you i know your town does do a lot of halloween things uh yeah. i'm jealous yeah. when i see the pictures <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I do love the whole creepy vibe and what, you know, like the thought anything can happen. So I do love that, that uh, holiday, but yeah, uh, yeah no. Let, so again, all for you, please let us know, let us know your thoughts and what, if, what we didn't cover, what we missed, you know, what moments are the scariest for you? Because I'm sure there are, you know, many, many that we did not cover with So, but uh, let us know. And uh, again, I, you know, I wish everyone a happy Halloween. And this has been Pop Culture Retro. I'm Jonathan Rosen with Ike Eisenman. And please subscribe.
0: Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Retro, where no one was hurt during the making of this podcast.